0: evening, everyone. Good evening. So let me uh, share a uh, prayer. Father, we just thank you, Lord God, and we just praise your holy name. And we pray, Father, that you will give us the grace to be able to cope better, Lord God, so that we can live better also, Lord God, and we pray, Father, that Your truth would take a hold of us in Your in our spirit, in Jesus' name, Amen, Amen. You know, it's it's good when I'm when I'm hearing. Um, you know, I love it when I hear people. Oh, I'm not watching the news anymore. I'm not watching. And that when it, anytime I see that, I see, I see so much more peace in people, really. And it's the reason why the news, and whether it be on the right side, the right way or the left way, it's all geared up, right? all geared up to get you all agitated, get you all agitated. Really, it's like that wrestling that I told you about when I found out that wrestling was fake, right? It's a show, it's all a big show. In fact, two big guys on the right side and the left side, both got fired last week and they both got the same attorney who is representing them in a big audit. What I'm saying is it's nonsense. This is what is gonna give you, this is the news you need the good news, not the fake news. So it's good. And people have found that there is a lot of money and there's always been a lot of money in peddling fear, no money in peddling peace. Um, but peace is the truth for the Christian. First Peter 4, verse 12, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal among you, which comes upon you for your testing. For your testing. Do you see how it's come upon you? What does that say implicitly? That the tester, right, who is God, Big difference. There's a tempter, right? The tempter it comes upon you. Whatever the temptation he brings to you, it comes upon you, not for your uh, testing. Just gonna ask Sandy if she could uh, mute everyone, please. Uh, I think Jody's uh, mic is uh, is live. Good. So. The tester, which is God, it comes upon it, the tester, it allows the test to, to uh, occur because that is to be a, well, let's see, some as, as some strange things were happening to you, but to the degree that you share the sufferings of Christ, because it's in sharing the sufferings of Christ Can you only become like Christ? These top trainers, these top, one of the top trainers right now in terms of uh, football, college football, is Deion Sanders, great uh, quarterback. He cannot train people without having those people go through some of the things that he went through to make him great. I mean, how are you going to do that? You cannot. It is not possible, really. He was one of the all-time greats. How can you go through or become great without going through what he went through? If we are to become like Christ, right, how can we become like Christ without sharing in the sufferings of Christ. Paul said that I might know him to have fellowship with his suffering. This is why we got to get away from this nonsense of, oh, why am I going through this? Why am I uh, 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 doing this? That's jello talk. That is jello talk. Really, we should not want to evade suffering we should embrace it by faith everybody has got a measure of suffering i didn't have to lose an arm right that woman i talked about on the radio bethany hamilton did but she didn't have to have cancer stage four cancer or being a mental institution everyone has a measure of suffering It is the thing that we're going to have to stop doing. We're going to have to stop wriggling around and embrace it. God, I'm embracing the suffering that you have for me because I know that this light affliction is nothing compared to what I am going to be blessed with. Is what should enable anyone to cope is whatever you're going through is for a purpose that is going to benefit you. You don't know what it is yet. Well, that could be, there could be a few reasons why you don't know. Well, because you're not close enough to God. You know, someone who I greatly respect and i don't respect a lot of men of got out there especially the one who align with politics but i respect billy graham right and one of the things that he said he said if he had it all to do over again he said he would read his bible more really i respect that didn't say oh yeah well i was godly enough I was great, look at everything that I did. you know, really. But he didn't say he didn't say that. He said something so humble that I would expect a great man like that to say. He said he would read his Bible more, right? I mean, <clears throat> the thing is, if you don't understand what you are going through, then you need to get more understanding. Here's one of the things that Paul prayed for. He prayed, actually, he prayed this church for the church for the church at Colossae and the church at Ephesus. He prayed this prayer, he said, in uh, Colossians 1, verse 9. For this reason, this day we heard we have not ceased to pray for you to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, to please him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, for the attaining of all steadfastness and patience. That's Colossians. want to read something here to you, the church at Ephesus. For this, uh, for, um, and, and notice it's in chapter one, in both cases, uh, Ephesians 1, verse 15. For this reason, I too have heard of the faith in the Lord Jesus, which exists among you, and the love for all your saints. Do not cease giving thanks for you while making mention you in all my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of God, may give to you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be Enlightened, what is that understanding? So that you will know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saint, what is the surpassing greatness of his power towards who who believe there in the cause of the working of his strength of his might, which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead. The point being, Paul is praying for Christians to have understanding. While they're going through these fiery ordeals, is the reason why? Is because the enemy wants to say, "With that pain, no, God's not with you. God's not with you." Look at those miserable comforters who came to Job. what sin did you do? Yeah, they they said, "That's why this all of this is happening. That's why it's all happening." No. What God is saying, beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal among you which comes upon you for the testing as though some strange thing were happening to you. Do not equate you're going through something that, oh, my word, God is upset with me. No, the way that God works, you're going through something. Because God loves you beyond measure, which he does. And he loves you so much. He doesn't want to leave you like Jello. No, he wants you to develop. He wants you. Some coaches love some of their students like sons. In fact, many famous athletes, their coach has been like their father. And let me tell you what they'll do. They will push you beyond belief. It's a great movie, An Officer and a Gentleman, with Richard Gere and Lou Gossett Jr. Lou Gossett Jr. loved this guy. Richard Gere didn't see that. He loved him, and he pushed him. Pushed him, pushed him him, to the point. I remember Richard Gere broke down crying. And he said, Lou Gossett Jr. said, why didn't you just leave? Why didn't you just leave? And Richard Gere broke down crying. Because he's got nowhere else to go, really. But Lou Gossett Jr. loved him. This is how people that love you will push you this jello, patty cake, you know, icing on the top stuff. A lot of times it does not get people to realize their full potential. And this is why God, although God loves us, let us not get into feelings, let us, let us not get into this superficiality. This society that tells us, no, no, you need to have icing on top of everything. You need to have icing. You need to have your ears tickled. You need to have sugar on top. You need to have jello with it. You need to be blowing out candles every day like it's your birthday. It's nonsense. No, it is. We share in the sovereigns of Christ. But if you have the right perspective, you have the right perspective. It will be a blessing when you go to, James said it, consider it all joy when you fall into various trials and tribulations. In our society, you know what people will be saying to James? That James belongs in, belongs in a, a sane asylum. I mean, really, give me a break. No, consider it all joy because when you look, at what you're going through. It's a drop in the ocean compared to where you're going to and the person that God wants you to become. Really, the person that God wants you to become. I remember a time when my son didn't like me when I used to push him. Really, push him, waking him up. Now you get up a little bit earlier. But school's are the devotional type now i'm telling you oh dad thank you thank you thank you thank you that's what we'll be saying to god really thank you thank you thank you this is why i say the cancer the mental hospital all of it you know what and the mental hospital i gotta tell you it was very excruciating, worse than the cancer with air i mean it was but still It doesn't matter because I always trust God for the outcome. And what you go through with God, let me tell you, son, it's nothing compared to what he brings you to and the person that you become, really. I got to say this. I see this all the time, and I've told her a couple of times. Sandy is a totally different person today than when I first met her. I'm telling you, she's a totally different, per- I mean, really, totally different person they from when I first met her. In fact, when I first met her, if she would have lost Dottie then, I, it, really, it would have been, I, I mean, listen, her and Dottie were like, it was only that development That really enabled her. In fact, she was crying her eyes out the fact that Dottie was leaving. I can see she developed, become more resilient. That's what God does. That is what God does. The things that used to cause us to be distraught, we can now celebrate. We can celebrate. Look at Paul. He's celebrating his death. He is about. To be executed. He's about to be beheaded. Really. And even then, oh, I'm being poured out as a drink offering. And the time of my departure is at hand. Nothing like, why couldn't they give me the lethal injection? I'd love to die asleep in bed. Oh, my word. I wonder if it's going to hurt. Oh, whoa. I hope that that ax is sharp. Oh, my word. I mean, there's so many things. He could have been... No. He looked at where he was going to. But there's a crown of righteousness that's laid up for me. It's the perspective that we have to have. So many people are short-sighted, just seeing the moment. Just I've talked about this. I'm going to talk about it a little bit more. That thought, action, repertoire. People are living in fight-or-flight mode. One choice, fight or flight. No. There are many choices, and that's resilience. We broaden that menu of options. There is not just fight or flight, there's smile, there's praise the Lord in this place. There is, oh Lord, I am trusting by faith that you are taking me to a better place. I will not be the same person. You know, one of the biggest tragedies is to grow old without growing up. To grow old without growing up. Um, we, You know what I mean. We look at some of our leaders who are like little babies and they're old men, really. To grow old without growing up. We should now be looking and not be saying, oh, oh, I'm thanking God that I'm not gonna have as many problems in 2023. That's what I did in 2024. No, I'm thanking God that I am going to be more spiritually mature in 2023, by the end of 2023, than I was at the end of 2022. So stop all of this stuff, this parakeet stuff, being surprised when this fiery trial has come. That's the problem. Many people get surprised. What did I do? What, What did I do? My word, no, you didn't do anything. You're sharing in the sufferings of Christ, beloved. Do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal among you, which comes upon you for your testing. What does testing do? It brings growth as though some strange thing were happening to you. But to the degree that you share the sufferings of Christ, you're sharing the sufferings of Christ. You're sharing in the process of becoming like Christ. Keep on rejoicing, so that also at the revelation of his glory, you may rejoice with exaltation. You may rejoice with exaltation. That is going to be a glorious thing. But but you've got to have faith to believe it. You cannot... If you are not rejoicing and you are complaining, it means you're walking by sight and not by by faith. Means you are walking by sight and not by faith. The difference between the Peter who denied Christ and the Peter that died on the cross upside down for Christ was a whole paradigm shift of walking by faith instead of by sight, not walking by the things that he does. Even Paul said rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice is saying rejoice by faith always and not by sight. Because if it's by sight, you rejoice in the Lord sometimes. Sometimes, because you will only be trusting in what you can see. You have to trust in what you don't. This is building that thought-action repertoire. You've got to build that. You have got to, in times of struggle, you have got to have a bigger option list, a bigger menu right? Then fight or flight. There should be other things that you can do. Peter, when he was in prison, when he was locked in prison, he wasn't in fight or flight mode. He could have been in fight or flight. Guess what mode he was in? He was in sleep mode. He fell asleep and waited for the angels to open up the door of the prison. Paul and Silas, they weren't in fight or flight mode. They were in rejoice mode. They were rejoicing on the doors of the prison arose. When Paul, when Paul didn't know what was going to happen to him in, in prison, he wasn't in fight or flight mode. He said, to live is Christ, to die is gain. When, when you are more resilient, you have a broader repertoire of options. You have a broader repertoire of options. You will see a lot of people who have bad coping skills, they just explode. They explode, really. You know, there's this woman, this wonderful judge. She was presiding over this trial by this guy. I mean, this guy with a gun on my nerves. His name was Daryl Brooks, really. And he, he rode his car into this crowd. Last Christmas or the Christmas before, and this guy was so obnoxious, really. I mean, he was just an obnoxious guy. He's talking while the judge was talking, saying And he didn't know what he was talking about. Didn't know what he was talking about. And this judge was so patient with him, really. In fact, she got all of these letters congratulating her on the way that she handled it. She was so patient she had a broad repertoire of options. Even when he was obnoxious, really, and rude and abrasive, she was polite. This is the example of good coping skills. People who just explode when they don't like something are people with poor coping skills. Listen, here's what coping is about. You have to broaden that list on your menu. On your menu. When you are broadening that list of options in difficulties, that's when you are becoming more resilient. If you just have that go to or hair trigger temper blowing up, you have poor coping skills. You are not a resilient person. The yelling, and screaming, they're being rude and obnoxious, you are not resilient. It's being able to have a list of options. Talking about Martin Luther King being smacked in the face, wasn't in fight or flight, oh, I'm gonna get you, wow. That white boy can hit and just walks out. That's a resilient man, that's a man of God. Really, that's someone who has broad options. Uh, um, J. Edgar Hoover said Martin Luther King is the most immoral man on the planet. I'll never forget the press with sticking sticky mic in his face when he was going to coming out of the meeting. Which he never said any. Oh, it was a good meeting that we have. And at the end, what do you think about what he said about you, Mr. King? He just had no further questions. That's character, man. That is resilience. That is broadening coping skills. He did not need to say anything back. Someone just called the most immoral man on the planet. Yeah, really, this is coping, meaning that God gets you to a place where, now, the world doesn't overcome you you overcome the world oh gotta get them back oh gotta get my revenge the people waiting stuck in a place of unhappiness waiting decades to get revenge some on a family member yeah 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 gotta get my revenge gotta show them that is defeat it's i don't need to get my revenge there is the victory really because God gives you that peace on the inside. Let me tell you this now. There is no healing by getting revenge. It's a lie of the enemy. Is where the healing comes, is giving it to God and trusting God to bring supernatural healing on the inside. Really, that's it. Giving it to God and and God to bring supernatural healing on the inside. Don't trust yourself to be able to heal yourself of a tragedy. It's only God. But if you want to do that, you have to do it God's way. Coping means broadening your options, your repertoire, your your go-tos, When you're going through difficulty, no, you don't have to do that. In fact, very soon, like, getting your own back isn't even on the menu anymore. Isn't even on the menu anymore. Attacking them isn't even on the menu anymore. Because if they've done that to you, you know what? You are trusting God. Like Joseph, someone can say, well, 13, 15 years in prison, however long it was, to ask for you. You meant evil towards me, but God turned around and used it for good. This is when you're able to cope. When you're able to cope, you, not why me, God, because anyone can say, why not you? Why not you? No, why anybody? Why not you? Anybody who says that, it's really from a a position of arrogance. Who do you think that you are? And then who do you think you are relative to other people? You're really saying you're better than them, and it shouldn't be you. It should be someone else who deserves it more. No. You, by faith, you are saying, God, I am trusting you that you... Know what is best for me, and I need this, and I'm trusting you, Lord God. That you have not allowed this thing to come to torture me. Don't appraise anything in the moment. Don't appraise it in the moment, whether it be cancer, whether it be a financial problem. Don't appraise it in the moment. Give it chance to work properly. You've seen movies where the good guy, the protagonist, it looks like, wow, he's losing. Why is the good guy being all smashed up and all of that? And at the end, you know, typical Hollywood ending, he triumphs, right? He triumphs and marries the prank queen or whatever, right? We've seen that, but you have to give a chance. And if you think about it, as I said, Friday, On that Good Friday, Good Friday looked very, very bad, right, for Jesus. He was like, and so bad that everyone scattered. But on the Sunday, could call that Good Sunday, right? Because it looked very good when he rose up from the dead. Don't appraise anything in the moment. Really, you have got, by faith, God, By faith, I'm not going to look at this fiery trial as it's some strange thing that has come. It's come for my testing. You know that I need to grow. Really, you know that I need to grow. If somebody were to go to the gym to get in shape and they were to look at a muscle ache as some strange thing, That person is never going to get in shape. That person is never, ever going to get in shape. Or if somebody were to start running to build up their stamina, and they were looking at being out of breath or some strange thing, how are you going to build up your stamina without being out of breath? Right? How can that happen? You cannot. You go from one stage to another, and it's the same way. Now, with problems, really, before cancer, before the mental hospital, I never would have been so, wow, give me some more of that, God. Yeah, give me some more of that for the God. No, no, but because I've been through those things now and I've seen what God has brought, I know he's given me the ability to cope. That is it. Don't look at this as some whatever you're going through. Says fiery ordeal, clearly that's a big problem. A fiery ordeal is a big problem, but don't look at that as some strange thing, even with what Job went through. And we can actually say, my word, I mean, that was really a compounded fiery ordeal in anybody's book, but that is not to be looked upon as some strange thing. God still to turn that around for good. When you go through Job, you're reading through Job. You are fast forward to a happy ending. Go to Job 42: 10 and see what God does for Job right there. We're gonna do some prayer points on this, and it's this. Lord God, give me the grace to not see adversity as a strange thing see once we are expecting it this is god this is where did that come from what did i do oh my word why now oh whoa you know i mean so my thing i i just got my hair done whatever the case maybe i mean come on no it does not matter this is something god has allowed into my life and I know he knows that I need it here's the thing as well when you become more resilient you are able to enjoy life more really you are able to enjoy life more I'm telling you really you are able to enjoy life more you see, kids, kids haven't built up resilience yet. They're not able to enjoy life. They enjoy one gift that they open up on Christmas for a quick minute. then moving on to the next one. Quick minute, quick minute, quick minute, quick minute, before it's all over. you know? And then they got all these gifts and then they're looking to snatch somebody else's gifts, right? Really? They're not able to enjoy. It's a quick minute. right? You enjoy. Life more when you become more resilient, God is blessing us. But you can't see that if you're going to be in feelings, folks. So it's Lord God, give me the grace to not see what I'm going through. This adversity is something strange, Lord God, but let me embrace it as something that enables me to partake in. Christ's suffering so that I can become more like him. In Jesus' name, let's pray. Father, we just thank you. Father, we praise your holy name. Father, we pray that you will give us the grace, Lord God, not to see adversity as something strange, something outlandish, something out of left field, Lord God, but to look at it as part of the process, that we share in Christ's suffering and we become more like him, Lord God. We ask in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. I wanna what I wanna do. I wanna pray the prayer again. I wanna read something for you guys. And so it is Philippians verse 10. Uh, three, I'm sorry, three, ten that I might know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death in order that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Really, you cannot have teacher and student and the student, now I don't want to, I'm following the teacher, but I don't want to go to any of that stuff. No, 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 no. That's what a disciple is, someone has the discipline to follow the teacher. Lord God, give me the grace to have the discipline to follow the master, Lord God. In Jesus' name, let's pray. Father, we just thank you. Father, we praise your holy name, Lord God. Father, we pray that you will give me the grace to have the discipline, to follow the master, law, God. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. You know, many people are caught up in all different kinds of stuff, right? Trying to have people do this, trying to have people do that. You know, Sandy said something the other day, oh, you know, she's let, she has let uh, uh, her son are, are alone, based on, uh, you know, I was talking about the uh, the prodigal father, what he did with his son. You no, know, took his hands off completely. I'm leaving him. No, you can't have my AAA card just in case your camel breaks down and we need to give her a tow. No, you're on your own until that time comes. And why is that? Because let me tell you, whoever the person is in your life, I don't care, child, son, brother, whatever, that person is not your problem. That person is God's problem. Stop trying to be God. That person is God's problem. No, not your mama's problem. Not your papa's problem. No, not your brother. God's problem. Really. God doesn't want to get you. Lean into me. That person is God's problem. So it's, Lord God, give me the grace to focus on my own growth, Lord God, and give me the grace to leave my loved ones to you, Lord God, to cast them up to you, Father, in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you. Father, we praise your holy name. Father, we pray that you would give me the grace to focus on my own growth, Lord God, and to leave my loved ones to focus on theirs, Lord God. Give me the grace to stop being distracted. This distraction, oh God, when I'm trying to dip into their lives, Lord God. Give me the grace to focus on my own, stay in my own lane, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Karen call, and then I'll pass it back to Sandy. Father, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I know you shed your precious blood. Father, I know and I trust you, Lord God. Your word says that anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I know I am saved, Lord God. I will embrace fiery trials, knowing that they will make me into will make me become more like the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord God, for your great sacrifice on the cross. Take my life and make it something I could never do by myself, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen.